Bismillahirrahmanirrahim In the name of Allah, most gracious, most merciful Becoming Muslim Mrs. Silsia Mahmuda Kanoli from Australia Why I embraced Islam First and foremost, I would say it was because fundamentally I had always been a Muslim without being aware of it very early in my life, I had lost faith in Christianity for many reasons. The major one being that whenever I questioned any Christian, whether it was a person belonging to the so-called holy orders or a layman regarding any point that puzzled me in regard to the church teachings, I invariably received the monotonous answer, you must not question the teachings of the church, you must have faith. I did not have the courage in those days to say I cannot have faith in something that I don't understand. And from my experience, neither do most of the people who call themselves Christians. What I did do was to leave the church, Roman Catholic, and its teaching, and to place my faith in the one true God in whom it was much easier to believe than in the three gods of the church. By contrast, with the mysteries and miracles of the Christian teaching, life took on a new and wider meaning, no longer cramped with dogma and ritual. Everywhere I looked, I could see God's work, and although in common with the greater minds than my own, I could not understand the miracles that happened before my eyes. I could stand and marvel at the wonder of it all, the trees, the flowers, the trees, flowers, birds, animals, and animals. Even a newborn baby became a beautiful miracle, not the same thing that the church had taught me to believe at all. I remember how, when a child, I gazed at newborn babies and thought, it's all covered in a black sin. I no longer believed in ugliness, everything became beautiful. Then one day, my daughter brought home a book about Islam. When it became we became so interested, we became so interested in it that we followed it up with many other books on Islam. We soon realized that this was really what we believed. During the time I had believed in Christianity, I had been led to believe that Islam was only something to joke about. Thus, all that I then read was a revelation to me. After a while, I looked up some Muslims and questioned them on some of the points that were not quite clear to me. Here again there was yet another revelation. My questions were all answered promptly and concisely, so different from the frustration I had experienced when questioning Christianity. After much reading and studying of the religion of Islam, both my daughter and I myself decided to become Muslims, taking the names of Rashida and Mahmuda respectively. If I were asked what impressed me most in the religion of Islam, I would probably say the prayers, because prayers in Christianity are used wholly in begging God through Jesus Christ to grant worldly favors. Whereas in Islam, they are used to give praise and thanks to Almighty God for all His blessings, since He knows what is necessary for our welfare and grants us what we need without our asking it. Alhamdulillah. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. In the name of Allah, most gracious, most merciful. Experience 
of a Canadian woman. Many may ask why a young Canadian-born Caucasian woman would embrace a religion that not only supposedly oppresses women, but takes all her freedom and independence and treats her as a second-class citizen. I reject such accusations and pose to them the following question. Why is it that so many women who have been born and brought up in the so-called civilized societies of Canada, USA and Europe are willing to reject their liberty and independence to embrace a religion that supposedly oppresses them and is widely assumed to be prejudicial to them? As a Canadian revert to Islam, I can only present my personal experience and reasons for rejecting the freedom that women claim to have in this society in favor of the only religion that truly liberates women by giving us a status and position which is completely unique when compared to non-Muslim counterparts. As a child growing up in a non-religious home, I often asked my parents if there was a God, who is he and where did he come from? The response was always believe in what you want to believe. This confused me because many of my friends had religions and I never understood why I didn't. I remember when I was six or seven years old, I attended Sunday school at a church with a friend a couple of times. I found it very boring. I didn't feel comfortable around the other children and felt pressured by the instructor and other children because I didn't know anything about Jesus Christ. May Allah exalt his mention. Feeling this way, I stopped going to the Sunday school and continued growing up without a religion, with no knowledge of God, which made me feel very lonely. It wasn't until I was in high school when I learned about religion in my social studies class and remember vividly how my teacher told us women in Islam have no rights, women are denied education, must be circumcised, and how women must obey men, otherwise the men can beat them. This made me think, No matter what this teacher said, something in my mind kept telling me this couldn't be true. Ironically, around the same time I was learning this, I met a Muslim named Khalid, who is now my husband, at the place where I worked and asked him about what my teacher said. He was shocked to hear the school boards were teaching this about Islam and told me they were all untrue. When discussing this with my teacher in front of my fellow students, the teacher told me that my source is wrong and he has the information in his books, otherwise he wouldn't be teaching us this stuff. My teacher pretty much made me look stupid, however some of my friends believed me. I continued talking to Khalid at work about Muslim women and was very curious about the role of Muslim women. I have to admit that I never agreed all the time with what Khalid said. But I was also an unbeliever at that time and never understood fully what Islam was. I was and still am always fascinated with how the Muslim women would cover themselves. They always seem to have the look of peace on their faces. I would never have guessed that I would one day be one of those ladies who is fully covered. Two years later, two years later, Khalid and I were married and had our first child, alhamdulillah, it wasn't until one year after my second child was born, alhamdulillah, where, uh, when I began to feel depressed and adrift, feeling a large spirit, spirituality uh, uh, void, I felt there was a big chunk of my life still missing. This was when I began to read about various religions, and it wasn't until I bought a translation uh, of 
the meaning of the Holy Quran when I finally understood the true meaning of life and that there is none has a right to be worshipped but Allah. The Quran answered all the questions I was looking for and some that I never even thought of. One week before the holy month of Ramadan, I taught myself to pray, memorize two surahs, Quranic chapters, and said my shahada, testimony of faith. I no longer felt adrift and I believed in Allah. It was like having the feeling and guidance from Allah. Wearing the scarf for the first time made me feel as though I had more peace. I was someone, not only someone, but a Muslim. I was and am protecting myself from all evil. I felt a lot more close to Allah because He has ordained women in the Noble Quran to cover themselves. I know in my heart that it bothered my husband a lot to have a wife who did not only embrace Islam but to see her practicing it when he wasn't. My husband and I have no differences anymore uh, in terms of raising our children as Muslims and have never been so happy since he and I started practicing Islam. My life has changed a lot since I embraced Islam, all for the best, and I'm loving every minute of it. I recommend it to everyone out there, whether a Muslim, Christian, Jew, Hindu, to pick up a copy of the Noble Quran and to read not just some of it, but all of it. May Allah give everyone the strength and courage that He has given me during the uh, past year. Alhamdulillah. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim, in the name of Allah, most gracious, most merciful. A German lady converts to Islam. Title, shortly after I was born in 1934, it became a fashion in Germany to quit membership of the church, Catholic or Protestant, and become Gottglobig. Uh, Gottoglobic, which means a believing in God, but actually signifies rather the contrary. In fact, when I was about seven years old, an elder girl told me that there was no God at all, and as she seemed to me quite an authentic person, and I had just learned that also Santa Claus is only an invention for children, turned all my interest towards this world, yet the word at that time was far more being easily understandable for young people. There were bombs, there were bombs, day after day. There was father who could come only now and then for just one day, and a mother uh, who knitted gloves and socks for our poor soldiers. There was a big house in the neighborhood which was turned into a hospital for the wounded. When that was over, there were strange people who took away our house, and American war films started coming in which melted my heart. I was unable to judge who was right and who was wrong, and everything looked cruel and senseless to me. There were a thousand whys to which nobody could give a satisfactory answer. I started to be on the outlook for God, yet hard though I tried, I could neither find him in Catholicism, nor Protestantism, nor with Jehovah's Witnesses. The road nearer to God in these religions was barred for me through the fact that all of them had doctrines in which to believe 
I found impossible and injunctions to follow which strictly seemed to me impracticable and how could I accept a faith in which I knew from the very outset that I would be tortured by self-accusation of for my own imperfection it is still a miracle uh, for me that of all girls I was the one to meet a young European who had already embraced Islam seven years before the very first time we met I happened to inquire about his religion and when I learned that it was Islam I asked him to tell me more about it I was a great skeptic at that time due to the disappointment I had had with other religions yet when he explained to me the meaning of the word Muslim i.e. one who out of free will surrenders himself or herself to God's commandment something started waking up within me then he went on to explain to me that all men, animals, plants, and everything else in this universe is already Muslim compulsorily because they would destroy themselves if they would not follow God's laws in matters such as eating, drinking, procreation, and so on. Man alone, man alone, so he said, is in a position to accept Islam also spiritually apart from the material sphere where he practically does not have the free choice but has to follow his inborn urges as animals and plants it was a wonderful logic the pure common sense in all Islamic teachings which attracted me so much in the first few fundamental doctrines about which I learned as much as in the books I read in the following years small though the stock of unbiased Islamic literature in in German language is Apart from the help of the young Muslim, he now is my husband, who never got tired of explaining things to me and answering all my questions. Muhammad Asad's book, The Road to Mecca, made me understand the deep meaning behind all Islamic injunctions and thus helped me most while I was on my way to become a Muslim. Fatima Harin, Fatima Harin, from Yes, I Converted to Islam and here, why? By Muhammad Hanif Shaheed. Alhamdulillah. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. In the name of Allah, most gracious, most merciful. From a bathing suit to hijab, Sumaya was educated in a convent, and as a teenager worked as a model and in cocktail lounges. Growing up in Ireland and Britain, she tried drugs and liquor and supported alcoholic and sometimes abusive parents. Years later, the 25-year-old Irish woman moved to the Gulf Arab Emirate of Dubai where, through books loaned by by a friend, she learned about Islam. I, I would go to the beach in my bathing suit and listen to the Quran on my Walkman, she said. One day I was going to the beach in a taxi driven by a Pakistani who had Quran on the radio. I got there and put one foot on the ground to get out. Then I looked at the taxi driver and said, No, take me back home. I couldn't go to the beach and take my clothes off. Now Sumaya, school teacher who adopted the name of Islam's first female martyr, will not leave her flat without covering herself from head to toe in hijab since she reverted her family has refused to see her 
In interviews, some said they reverted because they were disillusioned by changes in their own religious traditions. Others said they were influenced by husbands or relatives or that they liked a sense of community. I had seen so many changes in the church that unsettled me, said Kathy Grigg, an American in her mid-thirties whose family supported her reversion to Islam. Latin was dropped from the mass. <coughs> Women were not only no longer required to cover their heads in church, but were permitted to wear uh, pants, pantsuits. Abstinence from eating meat on Fridays was dropped. There was no more reverence, but to me seeing a Muslim pray to bow down on the ground. Dr. Bilal Phillips, 49, at that time, a Canadian who had worked for the Saudi Air Force Religious Affairs Department in Riyadh and who was well known as a TV religious presenter, said he belonged to the communist movement in Canada and the United States. I became fed up. Basically, I was searching for something meaningful, he said, of his uh, reversion 24 years ago. Some U.S. military personnel were exposed to Islam when they served in the Gulf War. Phillips manned an Islamic information center in a tent at an Air Force base in Dahran, Saudi Arabia. In the six months after the Gulf War, 3,000 Westerners reversed uh, at the center uh, or reverted or became Muslim at the center. 98% of them women or U.S. surface men, uh, he said. They gave up, they gave up. They gave up alcohol, but wearing Muslim attire and praying five times a day clashed with military duties. You got out of uniform as quickly as you could and put hijab back on, said one revert, Asma uh, Marcoson, a former U.S. Army uh, reservist who grew up in Illinois wanting to be a nun. As for prayers, I had to catch my prayers when I could. An organization called Muslim Members of the Military has now been set up in Washington to tackle such issues as prayer timings and wearing the hijab. Uh, Markusen said that when she arrived in Saudi Arabia in 1990, she had strange ideas about Muslims. There was this chop-chop business, she said, referring to amputations as Islamic punishment for crimes. And then, what about all this harem stuff? She now lives in Bahrain, one of two wives uh, of a Saudi man. Uh, Marcuson gave up figure skating after she reverted. Others stopped wearing cosmetics and bathing suits. Jumana Sharp, British woman who is the second wife of a UAE national, lost her business. Putting on hijab has been difficult for me. I had my own beauty salon and it did cause a stir with my mostly Western clients, she said. Westerners who reverted say the hardest part is not the change in lifestyle, but alienation from family and friends or discrimination when they return home wearing uh, hijab. Some women say they have had objects thrown at them. Jan uh, Lifk said her passport was held at a U.S. airport because officials couldn't believe she was an American. My mother told me 
I was going to hell when I told her I reverted, Marcusin said. <coughs> and many stories like that uh, continue to be appearing. Alhamdulillah. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, in the name of Allah, most gracious, most merciful. Mom, I've decided I want to follow Allah. Western women are turning to Islam in rapidly increasing numbers. Kay Jardin discovers why they are so keen to become Muslims. <coughs> Bullying, depression, and insomnia made Kimberly uh, Macrindle's teenage years particularly difficult. Bullying, depression, and insomnia made Kimberly Macrindle's teenage years particularly difficult. Taunts from classmates about her weight and how she looked left the 19 and how she looked left the 19-year-old students feeling like she didn't really fit in, and always searching for something that would make her feel happy, that would make her feel she belonged. Uh, Macrindle, from a family of atheists, did not encounter religion until she began religious studies at high school in uh, Pinnacuk uh, when her new interest prompted her to start going to her local church on Sundays. But the peace and happiness uh, Macrindle was looking for eluded her until she started college in Edinburgh where she made friends with some Muslim people and discovered Islam. I was looking for peace, she says. I'd had a rough past. My teenage years weren't great. I was bullied at school. People called me fat and ugly. And I was looking for something to make me happy. I tried to go to church once a week, but I wouldn't class myself a Christian. I was just interested, but it wasn't for me. I didn't feel in peace there. When you walk into a mosque, you feel really peaceful. Praying five times a day is really focused. It gives you a purpose in your life. The Quran is like a guide to help you. When you read it, it makes you feel better. Uh, Macrindle became a Muslim three years ago, and it's now known by her married Arabic name, Tasneem Saleh. She is one of, the, of a rapidly increasing number of British women turning to Islam, thought to be the fastest growing religion in the world. Although there are no official figures on the subject, there is no doubt that the number of reverts is on the rise and the majority are women. According to Nicole Borg, a senior lecturer in social anthropology at Glasgow's university and an expert in com uh, conversion to Islam in Britain, there are people reverting all the time, she says. I would estimate that there are probably around 200 reverts to Islam in Glasgow alone. But that's just a rough estimate. The data is <coughs> difficult to acquire. Other estimates put the Glasgow figure closer to 500. The appeal of Islam to liberated Western women is difficult for many to understand, largely because of the widespread perception in the West that it treats women badly. A forthcoming documentary, Mom, I'm a Muslim, addresses this very issue by talking to converts in Sheffield about their experiences 
At a preview in Glasgow, I asked a group of readers from Glasgow and Edinburgh what motivated them to change every aspect of their lives, including their names, to become uh, Muslim. For 27-year-old Bahia Malik or Lucy Morris or Lucy Norris to her parents, it's difficult to explain. Bahia, who lives in Edinburgh, her twin sister Victoria and their brother Matthew, grew up as practicing Christians in a rural area in the West Midlands, where they attended Sunday school in the little church at the top of the road. As they got older, the three stopped going to church and seven years old, seven years uh, ago, at the age of 20, both Bahia and her sister converted to Islam, six months after their brother. Maybe all through our teenage years, we hadn't been that happy. I can't really say what it was. I don't know if we felt there was something missing or that we didn't fit in. We were a little bit shy and we weren't really outgoing sort of people, she says. At the time, Bahia was two years into a media and television course in Edinburgh, but was feeling uninspired. After around six months of learning about Islam, Bahia realized and during an emotional visit to a mosque in London, made her declaration of faith. I think it's something you feel in your heart, this pull, she says. You can't really put it into words. It's like your heart speaking, something you feel inside, and you know it's for you. Allah has chosen this for you. It's out of your power. Women who turn to Islam are aware of the widespread Western perception that uh, they are oppressed and uh, discriminated against, but insist that the depiction is a false image. For many, it is a spiritual journey, which, far from repressing them, improves their social status and gives them new rights. You seem to be re-looked after, says Tasneem. As a Muslim woman, Muslim men really respect you. They do everything for you. You're highly thought of and protected. Bahia says, I feel that because you cover yourself up, you're not seen as a sex symbol, and because people can't judge you on your appearance, they have to judge you as a human being. That's quite liberating. As an act of modesty, many Muslim women don't wear makeup outside the home, and it is often a part of their old life that new female converts are happy to uh, discard because of the liberating feeling that comes from knowing their appearance doesn't matter. They resist being shown as they were before their conversion. Hafsa Hashimi, who lives in Glasgow, converted to Islam 24 years ago and felt life outside Islam was like having to keep up with the Joneses, like having to keep up with the Joneses. Under Islam, however, she says, your aim is not for this life, your aim is for the afterlife. To some people, that sounds pretty horrific. They can't think about this, but in Islam, belief in the in the afterlife is one of its main features because you know if you are doing the right thing, you've got a better life to come. So why go for all the material things? Reverting to Islam usually means a complete change of lifestyle for those who take the plunge, including a different diet after a new Arabic name and your time revolving around the five daily Islamic prayers. In the workplace, some people organize with their uh, employer a room where they can have some peace and quiet to pray t- and quiet uh, to pray or and quietness to pray wherever they are in the world all Muslims face in the direction of Kaaba or the Holy House in Mecca during prayer for female reverts the experience can also involve a quite dramatic change in appearance Islam provides that women 
must dress modestly. The hijab or the head scarf is a particular focal point and can be a tricky area for a new Muslim woman to deal with. Uh, Tasneem wore the hijab straight away, although she found wearing it in public uh, scary at first because she felt people were looking at her. She was then forced to take it off when she was out because of some of the comments directed at her. People would shout, go back home to your own country. I had some I had someone spit on me once when I was standing at the bus stop at college. Now though she wears it all the time and says people don't say anything to me now and I feel more confident about wearing it. Bahia was happy wearing the hijab from the beginning, but her parents found it quite difficult. She says her sister, her brother and herself were lucky because their parents were quite good about their conversion. For others, however, families are not always so accepting often because they know little about the religion and why their loved ones want to follow it. For Tasneem telling her parents, who are atheists, was nerve-wracking. They thought I was going through a, a phase at first, but they realized when I started wearing the hijab that I was serious. They started getting angry when I began to talk about getting married. They weren't too pleased that I'd met someone older than me who was Muslim as well and a different nationality. While Tasneem and her mother are still close and enjoy a good relationship, they tend not to talk about her faith much. She and her father no longer speak. For Hafsa, telling her parents 24 years ago was perhaps even more difficult because converting to Islam then was anything but a common occurrence. The reactions of her parents were totally opposite. I think my mother felt that I was only becoming a Muslim because of who I was marrying, but that wasn't the case because I had been introduced to Islam about four years previously, although I didn't revert until I got married. It took her practically her whole life to go over it. When we got married, my mom said, if you're happy, I'm happy. But obviously she wasn't. My dad said it and he meant it. That was the difference between them. Tasneem has been married to Sabir, who is Sudanese, for two years and says she uh, never, uh, she has never been happier. I met my husband at college and it seemed like the right thing to do. I was teaching him English and he was talking to me about Islam and we just fell in love, she says. Bahia's husband, uh, Sharafuddin, is also a convert, formerly known as uh, Cameroon. They have two children, aged two and four. For Tasneem, Bahia and Hafsa, life revolves around the five daily prayers. They cannot eat certain foods or drink alcohol, but the women say they miss nothing from the days before they converted to Islam. Islam is enough for me, says Bahia. You don't need anything else once you found it. Becoming Muslim has provided Tasneem with the happiness and belonging she was look, looking for. It's a complete change in your attitude, behavior, and the way you think. She says, I am now more confident, happy, and satisfied. I've achieved the fulfillment uh, I was looking for. Alhamdulillah. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. In the name of Allah, most gracious, most merciful. From Yamilia to Hajar. Hajar is the new name of Yamilia. She is a 28 
a student of social studies at the University of Missouri, Columbia. She started studying Islam before two years to find out the truth which she had missed in the material life of the states. Emilia got convinced and embraced Islam and changed her name to Hajar, the name of Abraham's wife, mother of Ishmael or Ismail. She likes uh, this name because it is the name of the mother of Ishmael, greatest grandfather of Muhammad وسلم, may the blessing and peace be upon him. Hajar said that for many years she was thinking of the universe, existence, life and death. The research in these matters made her suffer a lot as she could not find convincing answers. The American materialistic culture could not solve these basic issues. She used to hear about Islam, but her view of it was distorted because she heard that Islam discriminates women and that it is a religion of atrocity and force. She knew nothing else about Islam till then. Hajar tells her story. I started to study Islam and soon discovered its purity, its purity and defiance of the materialistic power. I carried on more studies and my studies were very hard in the beginning as there are not enough honest books on Islam yet in the English language. I loved Islam as it is a religion of equity, as it is a religion of equity, justice, individual freedom and so on. Islam gives the individual freedom and the role uh, of life as well as responsibility for his own actions. I started to understand more and more about Islam and as a result embraced Islam. Hajar propagates Islam. When she embraced Islam, she felt her religious responsibility toward Allah and Islam. She started to call people to the truth she reached. She felt a strong desire to show the Americans the results of her research because they lacked the true knowledge about Islam due to distortions uh, of Islam in the West intentionally done by its enemies and malicious uh, Orientalists. Hajar responded to Islam and she was changed wholly from a careless American young lady into a responsible, modest one whose behavior and life is controlled by some divine doctrines. She said, my noble aim is to fight in the cause of Islam against capitalism, tyranny and vices which reign the world now. Islam is the only solution for all these sufferings as well as starvation and war, etc. She was asked by why Islam is the only solution and she said Islam is the only true religion that offers solutions, systems and principles for the social, political and economic problems of the world. Islam is a way of life that suits the dichotomous nature of man, the soul and body alike as it is Allah's message demonstrated by the messenger sallallahu the blessing and peace be upon him who lived it, practiced it and died just as anybody would die. She added, I found in Islam a solution for the uh, philosophical issues which gave me really a hard time of research and reading. She spoke truthfully and expressively as one would feel. She pronounced some Arabic expressions. She explained that Islam is not merely worship but it is a coherent system of walks of life. Jihad for equity, justice and fairness is the most important feature of Islam and the most needed one at this time. Hajar adopted Islamic hijab since her conversion and her lifestyle was adapted to the doctrines of Islam. She started to perform the obligatory prayers timely. She learned some of the Quran by heart for prayers. She said that she liked problems for the sake of her religion. 
Many Muslims were tortured, but they never yielded. This is why she was prepared to tolerate the difficulties of reversion to Islam. She said she would care for nothing but Islam. She believes that Palestine is a Muslim and Arab land which would legally be given to the Palestinians. She sometimes speaks on this issue to assert the Islamic claim on Palestine. It is really strange to see such an American lady defending Muslim rights and propagating Islam in the States. Muslim or Muslims everywhere, especially the Arabs, should learn from Hajar a lot and assert their rights because it was they who kept the light on for the West and humanity. Uh, hence, they need not feel disparate as regards the Arab and Islamic uh, land of Palestine encroached upon by the Jews and their allies. Alhamdulillah. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. In the name of Allah, most gracious, most merciful. Tina, becoming Muslim. Both my husband and I converted to Islam. I converted during Ramadan last year and my husband shortly after. The thing that drew me to Islam was the hijab and loose clothing of the Muslim woman. We both did research by internet and then read a hadith. I was totally convinced. I went to a masjid for my first time. A sister there greeted me and gave me my first hijab, which I will cherish always. I watched on as, as others uh, prayed, too scared that if I participated I might offend someone, but not realizing that they would soon become my brothers and sisters in Islam. Alhamdulillah. After I converted, I did not wear hijab right away. It wasn't until a year after that I did. I found the right one to fit my head and also the right spot in my heart to wear it. Now I don't go out without it. My husband read the Quran and then shortly after uh, that converted. Myself, I am from a Canadian and Anglican background and my husband never joined his uh, Christian church, Presbyterian. Our parents are dealing with it uh, slowly. I've never had any bad experience when converting to Islam. I hope that by wearing hijab that I will prompt someone to research it too. I've met wonderful people in my walk in Islam and will continue to pray to Allah for the wonderful thing He has bestowed upon us. Alhamdulillah. Peace, Sister Tina. Bismillah ar-Rahman rahim In the name of Allah, most gracious, most merciful. Fatima Limberg from South Africa, published by Jamiyatul Ulama, volume 3, number 4. I am Fatima Limberg, a white Muslim woman converted to Islam in 1995. I'm very proud to say I'm a Muslim, but if it was not for my son, I would never have been a Muslim. For me, it was a hard and long struggle because it cost me my job, friends and family, my life before Islam. I was very pious. I was a very pious Christian who went to, to the uh, Pentecostal churches. Uh, Pentecostal churches. I used to collect the street children and take them to the church and Sunday school. My life considered or my life consisted only of reading and studying the Bible until my son told me about Islam. My son came home one day and said, Mommy, why don't you become a Muslim? I was shocked at the very idea and said, Never. 
He said, Mommy, Islam is such a pure and clean religion. They pray five times a day. That is when I decided to read the books and the translation of the Noble Quran. The more I read the Quran, the more I was convinced that Islam was for me. I turned to Allah and finally I found peace and tranquility. I hid it from my family until one day I decided to phone my brother and tell him I was now a Muslim. My brother was so shocked because we were very devoted and pious Christians and I was the only one to be converted to Islam. My family phoned me about a year ago and told me never to contact them again as I now was no longer their sister. I love my family very much and miss them, but I know one day we will meet again inshallah. I was so happy when I received my Muslim identity card that I felt like standing on the rooftops and shouting out to the world that I'm a Muslim. I lost my family, but gained a new family in Islam. My new family, the Muslims, were so wonderful. I cannot express it. I would like to make special mention of uh, my appreciation to the uh, Fakhruddin family of Prince Edward Saint. Uh, I love you who treated me as if I was part of the family. May Allah reward you all. Abba, Abba Tasneem, Jazakallah Khair, when I am in your madrasa with all the little ones, it feels like I am in Jannah surrounded by little angels. I'm so happy that Allah Ta'ala has chosen me to be a Muslim. I have worn the hijab since I became a Muslim and will never take it out. My only wish is to go to Mecca even though I doubt that it will be possible. But inshallah, one day Allah will provide me with the means to reach there. Each time I want to be closer to Allah, I read the sunnah of our beloved Prophet ﷺ in the blessings and peace be upon him. Uh, paper will not be enough for everything that I wish to tell you about uh, uh, Islam. I also want to say Jazakumullah uh, uh, to the Kazi family and I would like to thank our ulamas of the Jamiyat al-Ulama KZN and to our brother Ahmed Didat may Allah have mercy on his soul who is so ill at that time but Ahmed Didat passed away a long time ago this is a long story may Allah cure you and return you back to all of us. Islam is a way of life. Islam is a way of life. Islam means peace. And a Muslim is one who strives for peace through his submission to Allah. A Muslim's first duty is to Allah, the Almighty, and it is our, it is out of your deep love for Allah that your duties become acts of devotion. It is no easy task for me as a white Muslim lady living amongst Christians, but I keep my head up high and I'm so very proud to be a Muslim. So, my dear brothers and sisters, if you are born Muslim but have not been a dutiful one, it is not too late. If you have not started yet, you can start tomorrow or even tonight. Brothers and sisters, as Muslims, keep your heads up high and show the world that you are proud to be Muslims. Your sister in Islam, Fatima Limburg. Alhamdulillah. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim In the name of Allah, most gracious, most merciful Hafsa, my conversion story Well, it all started when I met my ex-husband He was a Muslim, but at the time that I met him, he wasn't practicing Muslim Now he does, alhamdulillah, praise be to Allah We married 
three months after we met. Well, he didn't really tell me anything about Islam, but when we went to go to visit to his friends, I talked to the wives and they told me about Islam. At first, I didn't want to be a Muslim. I was raised by my stepmom uh, from the time I was 14, and she was a serious feminist. So I viewed Islam as oppressive. Islam is not oppressive, of course. It is just that I didn't have that much knowledge at that point. I was actually very rude to the Muslim ladies and kept trying to get them to dress like Americans dress. I told them that they should wear short sleeves because it is too hot for long sleeves. Boy, was I bad. Well, the ladies were very patient with me and just kept discussing Islam with me without any pressure. Still, I had no intention of ever becoming a Muslim. Well, one of the ladies who told me about Islam moved away and I kind of dropped the issue for a while. Then my brother-in-law, my ex-husband's brother, came to live with us. He asked me if I wanted to learn about Islam. I told him that I do not plan on becoming a Muslim, but if he has any books about Islam, then I would read them so that I could understand Islam. Well, my brother-in-law gave me a copy of the Quran and it sat on the shelf uh, and it sat on the shelf for eight months before I even touched it. I was totally convinced that I would never become a Muslim. I had always just assumed that as long as I was a nice person and didn't harm anyone, then I would just simply die and go to heaven. Well, now I know that it doesn't work that way because if someone does a good thing only to impress others, then how can this really truly be a good thing? We must work to please Allah, the God, because it is through His mercy alone that we can be admitted to the heaven. Allah rewards us and punishes us according to our good and bad deeds. This makes total sense. Everyone is accountable to Allah alone for his or her own deeds. I now know that Islam is the final revelation from Allah. It is the revelation that Prophet Muhammad, who was foretold by the Prophet Jesus in the Bible, was entrusted to teach uh, to teach to all of mankind. Well, before I converted to Islam, my brother-in-law had borrowed some Islamic videos from a friend of his. One day while I was sitting in the living room, he usually stayed in his bedroom whenever he was home, and I stayed in the living room because my husband was rarely ever home. He came out and asked if I would watch a video, so I said yes, and it was a video by Ahmed Didat. Ahmed Didat was a scholar of both Quran and the Bible. After watching his tape, I started getting curious about Islam, so then I read the Quran and glory to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, in Arabic. I was so taken in by the Qur'an. I couldn't put it down. I believe completely in my heart that the Qur'an is the truth from Allah, God. I spent the next six or seven months studying the Qur'an and reading about Islam on the Internet. At the time, I was a college student, so I had to go to my school to get on the Internet. I printed out thousands of pages about Islam. I wanted to become Muslim so badly, but I was scared of what people would think. I hesitated to become Muslim for a while. I studied Islam a total of one year before I converted to Islam. The reason why I hesitated is because I knew that my family would throw a fit. And sure enough, they did. On 4th of July 1997, I announced to my parents that I was going to convert to Islam. They threw a fit and screamed at me and called me uh, every four-letter word. Uh, that you could possibly imagine. They told me that I'm ridiculous and stupid. They screamed and told me that I should put them before Allah. 
because they create they created me astaghfirullah my dad and stepmom do not believe in allah they tried to make my life very hard they refused to see me unless i gave up my religion well my religion is number one my parents cannot save me from hellfire only allah can save me i have been muslim for uh, two and a half years and i have only seen my parents three times since then the first time they saw me was when i got married to my second husband then they came to the hospital when i gave birth to my daughter then the last time they saw me was five months ago they wanted to see my baby again well I can tell you that most parents do eventually accept the idea. As a matter of fact, my dad and stepmom are starting to communicate with me again, and they did come to my house for dinner recently. They are not crazy about the idea of me being Muslim, but they are getting used to it. On the other hand, my real mom is totally cool about me being Muslim. She is a Christian, and I think... That is why she accepts that I am a Muslim. When I became Muslim, I talked with my mom and explained to her that Muslims believe in God and that we believe in Jesus as the messenger of God rather than as a son uh, of God. I also told her about the Prophet Muhammad. I explained to her that the Prophet Muhammad was the great-great-grandson of the Prophet Abraham. I showed her many verses of the Quran, especially the verses which, which show scientific proof that the Quran is the truth. My mom was actually happy for me. I showed her many verses of the Quran, including the following verses. Have not those who disbelieve know that the heavens and the earth were joined together as one united peace? Then we parted them, and we have made from water every living thing. Will they not then believe? And we have placed on the earth firm mountains, lest it should shake with them. And we placed therein broad highways for them to pass through, that they may be guided. And we have made the heaven a roof safe and well guarded, yet they turn away from its signs, i.e. sun, moon, winds, clouds. And he it is who has created the night and the day and the sun and the moon, each uh, in an orbit floating. These verses are even uh, more amazing when you read them in the Arabic. Arabic is the original language of the Qur'an. The Qur'an has the English and the Arabic side by side so that a person can refer to the original text. If you look closely at the above verses, this explains the Big Bang Theory. Also, the verse about the mountains explains that uh, without the mountains, the earth would be unstable. This is now known a scientific fact. Also, the verse explains that the night and day are in an orbit. This verse and others throughout the Quran explain the fact that night goes into day and vice versa because of the earth's rotation. These are all scientific facts that no one could have possibly known about 1400 years ago. I also showed my mother many Quranic verses about the development of a fetus and how a woman carries a child in three veils of darkness, three uh, trimesters, three trimesters, I must tell everyone that Islam has brought comfort and peace to my life like I have never known before. I actually feel like I have a purpose other than just waking up and repeating what I did yesterday. How many of us have found ourselves waking up and going to work, then coming home to eat and sleep, and then you get up the next day and do it all over again? Well, now as a Muslim, I realize that the purpose of life is to worship our Creator, and only our Creator. We worship Him and love Him and hope for His mercy and 
entrance to the paradise. So instead of waking up and working and wondering what the point is to all this hard work, now I spend my time learning religious knowledge and working to try and get good deeds in hope of earning the entrance to heaven, the entrance to heaven, inshallah. Oh, it's so nice to know the meaning of life every day. Alhamdulillah. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, in the name of Allah, most gracious, most merciful. Helena, growing up in a supposedly Christian, but in fact non-religious family, I never heard the name of God being uttered, I never saw anyone pray, and I learned early on that the only reason for doing things was to benefit yourself. We celebrated Christmas, Easter, uh, Midsummer, and all saints day and even though never knew why i never questioned it it was part of being swedish as a christian protestant you can go through something called confirmation when you are about 15 years of age this is meant to be a class to take to to learn about your religion and then confirm your belief i wanted to do this to learn about christianity so i was signed up for this three-week camp which was a which was a combined golf and confirmation camp in the in the mornings in the mornings we had classes with a senile priest and our thoughts wandered off to the upcoming game of golf i didn't learn anything i went through high school with the breeze i felt that nothing could harm me my grades were the best possible and my self confidence was at the top, religion never came to my mind, I was doing just fine. Everything I knew that was religious had found the light after being either depressed or very sick, and they said that they needed Jesus in their life to be able to live on. I felt that I could do anything that I put my mind to, and that religion only was an excuse to hide from reality. In college, I started thinking about the meaning of life. I had a hard time accepting any religion because of all the wars and problems relating to them. I made up my own philosophy. I was convinced that some form of power created everything, but I couldn't say that it was God. God for me was the Christian image of an old man with a long white beard, and I knew that an old man could not have created the universe. I believed in a life after death because I just couldn't believe that justice wouldn't be served. I also believed that everything happens for a reason. Due to my background and schooling, I was fooled to believe in Darwin's theory, since it is taught as a fact. The more I thought about the meaning of life, the more depressed I became, and I felt that this life is like a prison. I lost most of my appetite for life. I knew a lot about Buddhism and Hinduism since I was interested in these things in school. We learned in detail about their way of thinking and worship. I didn't know anything about Islam. I remember my high school textbook in religion showing how Muslims pray. It was like a cartoon strip to show the movements, but I didn't learn about the belief. I was fit all the propaganda through mass media, and I was convinced that all Muslim men oppressed their wives and hate their children. They were all violent and didn't hesitate to kill. In my last year of college, I had a big passion for science, and I was ready to hit the 
working scene, an international career, or at least some international experience was needed to improve my English and get an advantage over fellow job hunters. I ended up in Boston and was faced with four Muslims. At that point, I didn't know who Muhammad was and I didn't know that Allah was the same God as God. I started asking questions and reading books, but most importantly, I started socializing with Muslims. I uh, never had any friends from another country before, let alone another religion. All the people that I knew were Swedish. The Muslims that I met were wonderful people. They accepted me right away and they never forced anything on me. They were more generous to me than my own family. Islam seemed to be a good system of life. I acknowledged that structure and stability it provided, but I was not convinced it was for me. One of my problems was that science contradicted religion, at least from what I knew about Christianity. I read the book, the Bible, the Quran, and science by Maurice Bokai, and all of my scientific questions were answered. Here was a religion that was in line with modern science. I felt excited, but it was still not in my heart. I had a period of brainstorming when I was thinking over all the new things I learned. I felt my heart softening, and I tried to, to imagine life as a Muslim. I saw a humble life full of honesty, generosity, stability, peace, respect, and kindness. Most of all, I saw a life with a meaning. I knew I had to let go of my ego and humble myself before something much more powerful than myself. Twice twice I was asked the question, what is stopping you from becoming Muslim? The first time I panicked and my brain was blocked. The second time I thought for a while to come up with any excuse. There was none, so I said the Shahada, Alhamdulillah. There was none, so... So, uh, so I said, there was none. So I said the Shahada, Alhamdulillah. Love, Helena. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. In the name of Allah, most gracious, most merciful. Bride, Jemima, Goldsmith. Why I chose Islam. Sunday, Telegraph, May 28, 1995. When Jemima Goldsmith, the 21-year-old daughter of billionaire Sir James, married Imran Khan. She embraced not only the world's most handsome sportsman, but also the Muslim faith, taking the name Haika. Here, in an exclusive account, she tells how she journeyed from the glamorous society of London to the austere religion of Lahore by Jemima Goldsmith. The media present me as a naive, besotted 21-year-old who has made a hasty decision without really considering the consequences, thus effectively condemning herself to a life of interminable sub subservience, misery, and isolation. Although I must confess I have rather enjoyed the various depictions of a veiled and miserable Heike Khan, incarcerated in chains, the reality is somewhat different. Contrary to current opinion, my decision to convert to Islam was entirely my own choice and in no way had it. Whilst the act of conversion itself is surprisingly quick, entailing the simple assertion that there is only one God and Muhammad is his prophet, 
the preparation is not necessarily so speedy a process. In my case, this began last July whilst, uh, whilst the actual conversion uh, took place in early February, three months before the Nikah in Paris. During that time, I studied in depth both the Quran and the works of various Islamic uh, scholars. Gay Eton, the Bosnian president Ali Izzatbegovic, Muhammad Assad, thus giving me ample time to reflect before making my decision. What began as intellectual curiosity slowly ripened into a dawning realization of the universal and eternal truth that is Islam. In the statement given out a week ago, I particularly stressed that I had converted to Islam entirely through my own convictions. The significance of this has been largely ignored by the press. The point is that my conversion was not, as so many have assumed, a prerequisite to my marriage. It was entirely my own choice. Religiously speaking, there was absolutely no compulsion for me to convert prior to my marriage. As it explicitly states in the Quran, a Muslim is permitted to marry from the people of the book. In other words, either a Christian or a Jew. Indeed, the Sunnah which describes the life of the Prophet shows that the Messenger of Islam himself married both a Christian and a Jew during his time, during his lifetime. <coughs> I believe that much of this hostility towards my marriage and conversion stems from widespread misconceptions about an alien culture and religion. Not only is there a huge gulf between the Western view of Islam and the reality, but there is in some cases also a significant distinction between Islam based directly on the Quran and the Sunnah and that, uh, and that practiced by some Islamic societies. During the last year, I have had the opportunity to visit Pakistan on three separate occasions and have observed Islamic family life in practice. Thus, to some extent, I now feel qualified to judge for myself the true role and position of women in the religion. At the risk of uh, sounding defensive, I would like to point out that Islam is not a religion which subjugates women whilst elevating men to the status of many dictators in their own homes. I was able to see this firsthand when I met uh, Imran's sisters in Lahore. They are all highly educated professional women. His oldest sister, Rubina, is an uh, alumnus of the LSE and holds a senior position in the United Nations in New York. Another sister, Adima, has a master's degree in business administration and runs a successful business. Uzma is a highly qualified surgeon working in a Lahore hospital, whilst Rani is a university graduate who uh, coordinates charity work. They can hardly be seen as women in chains dominated by tyrannical husbands. On the contrary, they are strong-minded, independent women, yet at the same time, they remain deeply committed both to their families and their religion. Thus, I was able to see in theory and in practice how Islam promotes the essential notion of the family unit without subjugating its female members. I am nevertheless fully aware that women are sometimes exploited and oppressed in Islamic societies, as in other parts of the world, judging by some of the articles which have appeared in the press, it would seem that the Western woman's happiness hinges largely upon her access to nightclubs, alcohol, and revealing clothes, and the absence of uh, such apparent freedom, luxuries in Islamic societies is seen as an infringement of her basic rights. However, as we all know, such superficialities have very little to do with uh, true happiness. 
besides without in any way wishing to disparage the culture of the Western world into which I was born, I am more than willing to forego the transient pleasures derived from alcohol and nightclubs. And as for the clothes I will be wearing, I find the traditional uh, shalwar, uh, kameez, tunic and trousers worn by most uh, Pakistani women far more elegant and feminine than anything in my wardrobe, in my wardrobe. Finally, it seems futile to speculate on my chances of marital success. Marriage, as Imran's father has been quoted as saying, is indeed a gamble. However, when I see that in a society based on family's life, the divorce rate is just a fraction of that in European or American society. I cannot see that my chances of success are any less than if I had chosen to marry a Westerner. I'm all too aware of the enormous task of adapting to a new and radically different culture, but with the love of my husband and the support of his family, I look forward to the challenge wholeheartedly and would like to feel that people wish me well. Whilst I do appreciate the genuine concerns of many, I must confess to feeling somewhat bewildered by all of the commotion. Alhamdulillah.